0: episode 196 of the Witty and Gritty podcast. I have my bestie with me, Farron. She's amazing.
1: Hi, this is Farron. I also have my bestie here. Her name is Brooke.
0: Hooray! (laughs) Quick, let's name one favorite thing about each other.
1: Okay. Your freckles.
0: Oh, how nice. Oh, I was gonna say... There's so many that so how am I going <laughs> to even come up with one? But you can always make me laugh, and that is wonderful.
1: Sometimes it's on purpose, and sometimes it's unintentional. <laughs> Did you know
0: laughing out loud 10 times a day will reduce your cholesterol? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And your brain doesn't know if it's a real laugh or a fake laugh. So you could trick yourself into lowering your cholesterol, even if you're just laughing by yourself. Shall we do it now? Yep. <laughs> 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 Your laugh made me really laugh. <laughs> well, and I figured if you fake laugh, you'll actually end up real laughing, which is quite fun. Okay. If they don't believe us, they <laughs> should try it. Huh. You, you should. So we're in Ephesians. We are on our third of our fave five in Ephesians. Hopefully you've read chapters one through three. If not, it's not too late. You can press pause. Pause is a thing. We'll read it later. Yes. Or chip away. Not when driving. No, nah, that's dangerous. Yeah. If you don't want to text and drive, I mean, I know the, you, you play your daily audio Bible. There you go. You could do that. Man, that would work. I just thought of
1: something. If Tell you me. have a kid that's old enough to read, ooh, have them read it to you while you're doing anything. Mm-hmm. I like that. And then they're reading it. Ha ha, suckers. Mm-hmm. Fill in that win. reading log, yeah. those dang <laughs> reading
0: logs. <laughs> we understand why it must oh, yes. be done. We, we, we told, do. We, we love reading. It. Readers are leaders. You can learn things if you can read. Reading's important. I think so. So let's make our kids do it. <laughs> okay, so this is the back half of Ephesians. Ephesians chapters 1 through 3. It's a little snapshot of the gospel that Paul wrote. And then in Ephesians 4 through 6, it's how to human. Oh. So how to do that, how to do that right. So today's verse is basically how to human 101. It gives you, like, here are a few things. Yeah. If you just would, let's just start with this, everybody, and then come back when you can do better. Yeah. And maybe I just thought
1: of this. We, we planned beforehand, but, um, human as a Christian, right? That's something we've been talking a lot about in our small group is expectations for people, but expectations for believers as well.
0: Yeah. Right. Different
1: standards, totally different standards. Yes. And so there you go. All right. Let's read, uh, chapter four verses one through three. I'll start with the ESB. I've written so much in it, Brooke. Okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace.
0: Okay, the NLT. Therefore, I, this is Paul, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. So I understand that we uh, cheated a little bit. It's not one verse, it's three. <laughs> <laughs> but it was necessary. But it needed to go together. Funny yeah. how like, that works. Guys, in context matters. Yes, I think God
1: would forgive us. but will the listeners Uh,
0: so like we said it's how to human 101 we've talked about patience humility being gracious united peaceful those are just what five four five things like here you go guys yeah if you needed basics there you go yeah if you could start with these now they
1: are heavy hitters (laughs) Though they be few they are mighty that is true that is true So you might need to pray about some of these things. (laughs) Constantly. You might know exactly which one you need to pray for. I would say patience is something that I
0: could pray for. This is fun, Farron. Here here are the five. Okay. So listener slash Farron slash me. (laughs) Let's think about which. mm, That's the one that's going to sting. Okay. Patience. Humility. Gracious. United. Peaceful. Yeah. And just to clarify for united...
1: Do your actions bring unity or do they sever relationships? Dun, dun, dun. That one's tough. My answer is patience. Okay. Patience for my progress with whatever venture I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Patience with my kids. Patience with the world. Patience with dinner (laughs) or people driving around me on the road. Patience is always going to be there.
0: Yeah, I would say for me, maybe peace. Uh, and I know that it's togetherness with peace. So I know 4 to 6 p.m. on weekdays are the call your witching hours just because we've gone, gone, gone all day. Our kids have been uh, hopefully mentally exhausted from learning things and their brains being sponges and us from our workday. So how are we going to respond? So that might look like patience for you. Uh, That looks like peace for me. Like, what can I do in this house to bring peace amongst the children, me, whatever? What can we do to foster more peace without it being like, all right, everybody, go to your own rooms. I don't want that. That's not unity, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be together and be peaceful about it.
1: I like that one. That's Mm -hmm. a really good example. Now, most people I know would be pretty quick to identify an area that they would Maybe you need to work on and pray through. Yeah, But maybe your prayer is, God, help make it known to me which area I need to improve on. And that there's no harm in praying about that. If you feel like you're doing pretty good in all these areas, that's awesome. Maybe go back to the humble piece. Well, you said it, (laughs) not me. But being humble before the Lord and asking for areas where you could maybe improve.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Okay, I really like, well, I like verse two, especially the back half when it says, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults. Like, we're all going to mess up. If you are in a relationship with anyone for longer than a week, there's going to be some sort of conflict at some point, and you've got to be able to have resolution because being a Christian doesn't mean damaging relationships or burning bridges Yes, there's times where we need to have healthy boundaries or distance or set up parameters. That's all healthy, great. But as far as the people you're living life with, there are going to be conflicts and you've got to find a way to work through it. So I like how it's saying, give each other grace because you are going to mess up. And you're giving grace because you love them.
1: Mm -hmm. And so in that situation, when you're thinking of others, a lot of these are actions towards others, right? Right being humble in front of others, being patient with others, being grace, gracious, finding unity with others. So I see a lot of these as being outward. Mm-hmm. So maybe when you are praying and you're having a conflict with somebody, praying to have um, a different perspective on the situation. So again, like you said in verse two, and it says, allowance for each other's faults, Maybe uh, you have the tendency to take it very personally, all the actions that this person's doing, yeah. um, but you don't know what's going on at home or in a different part of their life. Not that that excuses all behaviors, but having a different perspective on the situation can be very helpful. And that can
0: help you in turn give more grace. Mm-hmm. If you're not saying like, tell me why you're being like this. Like, but no, okay, there could be other things. So I know I just need to adopt a mindset of grace towards this person because I love them and I care about them. Maybe pray for them in their heart. And if you know that you are going to talk with them later, which we'll get into this piece here in a second, pray for their reception of whatever is going to be said. Pray for the reception of whatever you're going to hear and that it's not skewed or misinterpreted. How to have that healthy conversation. Yes, we are called to pray for our enemies. Mm -hmm. Not that it's easy. Right. I also like how we can pray in situation-specific moments. Like I know... Uh, in this year, I'm doing a couple of different things, and I want to make sure I humbly approach it. So I've been specifically praying for humility in that category. I don't want to think that I'm better than someone or I have a better way, or which is hard for an Enneagram one whenever I think all my ways are right, which that's not accurate, and I'm having to learn that graciously. So me personally, right now in this season, I'm praying for humility So that, I mean, I'm just another human too. I'm not better than anybody else. We're all, we're here we all are. It's fine. Yes, trying to be
1: the best humans we can be.
0: Yes. All right, so maybe we should move on down to talk. Let's do it. Okay. So this could be conflict resolution. This could be between each other, or it could be your friend is having conflict with someone else, like their spouse, their mom, their coworker, whatever. You can have that moment to be like, okay, I know you love Jesus, how can we approach this with humility, or patience, or graciousness? And the opposite of
1: creating unity, something that will divide a group pretty quick, is gossip. Mm -hmm. Um, And so while we want to be sure that we have people we can confide in, um, I think the talk section of this verse, you got to just be careful that you are seeking godly wisdom and not necessarily having an opportunity to... Uh, gossip so you can be discreet in using names or not names and being vague about a situation right Um, but yes we just want to put that little caution in there that you know trying to border sharing your feelings and looking
0: for advice versus spreading gossip Mm -hmm. that's a good one because a lot of times people are like I have a prayer request and it turns into this really long story that's really not a godly one yeah because then is that humble? Is that gentle? Is that being patient and allowing for each other's fault because you love them? And you can just, if you want to filter that prayer request through verse two, <laughs> that might be a good idea. Absolutely. Okay. How are we going to tell our kids or the people we have influence over about this? Being well, humble, being gentle. What yeah. do you do when you're a leader or your kid scores five goals in a game? Are you the one being like, my kid's so awesome? Or are you going to be like... Look at that assist. Go give that that kid a high five. He's the one who passed you the ball. Oh, don't get me started. Uh, I'm going to talk about... <laughs> oh, no, Baron. Have no, we no, hit no. a rough spot in one of these five little pillars no. of these verses? <laughs> We're
1: in basketball season, and I'm competitive, but it's just crazy how some other people approach kids' sports, so... Mine, you know, is patience, as I mentioned earlier. And in wanting to be more patient, I've been made aware of my children's lack of patience. And so...
0: for example, how that works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of people, backseat drivers in the car, that have picked up on my comments about other drivers. I will so, never forget, go car, go. Go car, go. <laughs> yes. It's better than many other words that were flying through my head at that phase of life. But... You just censor as you honk. Yes. Hi. So the first step I took is stopped those words coming out of my mouth. They still pop into my head, but censorship. Second, when they respond, I've started saying, you know what? I've been in a hurry before. If they're like right on my butt driving, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Or if the person in front of me isn't paying attention, the light turns green, and the kids are like, go! I'm like, oh, you know what? I've done that the other day, and I got distracted, and I shouldn't have And so Mm -hmm. I'm trying to model
0: having this idea of allowance for each other's faults. Okay. I have a thing with cars (laughs) and driving and being in a hurry slash Mm -hmm. other people being in a hurry. And what helps me calm down slash makes me laugh is I imagine them, they really have to poop. Uh So they have to get to a bathroom quick, fast, and in a hurry. And that usually helps me laugh and not be frustrated.
1: I, I might know a guy <laughs> who is that driver, and it's for real. So, uh, <laughs> Jacob, do not
0: listen to episode 196. I didn't say it was Jacob. Oh, okay. Oh. This is when
1: we're grateful that they never listen to these episodes. <laughs>
0: anyway, but, so that's a good example, Farron. Even not Traffic. driving.
1: Even not driving. I've caught myself like getting onto a kid for like, come on, let's go. And not realizing that they were taking their dish to the sink. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That is the right thing. I uh-huh. am so glad you did that. I And apologizing, being humble in those situations. And so a couple of times I've caught the girls where they were impatient. The other one, though, has had to verbalize why they weren't doing the thing fast enough. That's really good, Farron. But then the one that wasn't being patient is expressing, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were doing that.
0: Look so, at that. Great modeling. It's not immediate. Yeah, it's not an It's not. So how would you, so if we're telling our kids about this, how would you first teach this skill with modeling, but what would your explicit teaching there be?
1: If I overhear those conversations, I've had to stop and say something to them. So, um, you know, if they say something ugly to the other person, I first acknowledge why they felt the need to say it, mm-hmm. like- hey, I know you were really trying to get here because you know it's almost bedtime and you wanted to hurry and play a game and they mm-hmm. weren't moving fast enough. So acknowledging how they felt. Mm-hmm. But then saying, did you notice how, we'll use the plate example, they were taking their plate to the sink, right? Because guess what? If they were playing with you and they had it, I was going to interrupt your game. For them to come do that.
0: Well, and that's helping you advocating on another's behalf. So this is also teaching bystander intervention Mm -hmm. as well later on in real life situations. This is a good, neutral way to teach, hey, we're going to speak out for someone who may not speak out for themselves. And their initial
1: response every time is, well, I didn't know that. Well, did you ask? So then I've (laughs) said, before we get upset, Uh maybe we need a look. That's good. Or ask. Mm-hmm. And so by having that pause, which we've talked about on the podcast before, is giving that space a, an allowance for each other's faults, mm-hmm. whether they were truly just dilly-dallying or maybe they were doing something they were told they needed to do and they were yeah. being obedient. So, yeah. And that gives um,
0: room to gracefully call yeah. out people, too, like, hey, I see you're lollygagging over there. I remember I said that to Rhett recently. I'm not lollygagging. Like, yes, you are, boy. Come on. <laughs> Yep. A phrase we say in our house with this a lot is, how you say it matters. My tone isn't always so great. (laughs) (laughs) Monotone. So sometimes I'm like, hey, let's go, hurry up. Whenever I should be, I should observe, I should model, and I should have some inflection. That would be good. How you say it matters. Yes. Yes. And I think if I think sometimes they don't want
1: to change the way they say it because they feel like they're losing their power. And I want to say, not that it's manipulative, but if you would say it a different way, it actually make your statements more powerful. They'd be more likely to respond and mm-hmm. listen in the way that you're wanting them to do. People respond a whole lot better to nice. Goodness, yes. So mm-hmm. I think,
0: you know, I, there's a little humility to be learned in there. Yeah. And love for all of us, for all of us. Okay, so that is Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, How to Human 101. Start yes. there. Also, later in the chapter, it hits you with all the good stuff. It, hel- it helps you stop the bad thing and do the good thing. So that reading that whole section made me think of Atomic Habits, where it's like, stop being this way, and here is how to fix it. So Paul lists multiple things, and then he goes on to model it in real life with parents and kids, husbands and wives. Like, this is how it should be modeled. So I know there's a lot of verses later on in that chapter that get misquoted, taken out of context, but if you dive deeper into it, it's going to bring a whole new meaning. So whenever you have listened to this episode, then you read chapter 4, you're going to see those verses in a different light.
1: Yep, and that's why we encourage you to do it. Do not be overwhelmed. Again, verses 1 through 4 are like on two pages. So if you haven't even brought yourself to look at it in your bible just know that it's
0: manageable make your kids read it out loud there you go yeah reading log get a kid's version (laughs) of the bible guys wonderful all right you guys we'll see you next week bye